Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Paradigm 132 Podcast, and I am your humble and gracious host, Rashad Horn, coming you today with an article that I felt was interesting, and I wanted to provide a little bit more dialogue. Uh, the article comes from Engadget uh, Magazine. The author of the article that I took the notes from is Nathan Ingram. Um... The title is basically uh, Google and Mayo Clinic. That's what um, I titled it. But basically, the the gist of the article is is talking about uh, how Google and the Mayo Clinic have uh, I've, they've been working together for a period of time. But the reasoning for this article is that Google is going to be opening an office in Rochester. Uh, Minnesota, which is where the Mayo Clinic is headquartered at. So, um, stated uh, just a couple of the notes I took. It said throughout the last 18 months, Google stated it's moved um, Mayo's clinic data to its cloud and has worked on projects using AI to help develop radio therapy plans, right? Um, said they work with Mayo uh, during. Um, let me see. Uh, yeah. Said they worked with the Mayo Clinic on other things, but uh, they didn't report exactly what they were. And um, one of the things I jotted down, uh, I said this goes along with other tech companies making healthcare a top priority. So we know uh, Amazon has made tech, I mean, uh, healthcare a top priority uh, with this acquisition of Whole Foods because one of the things that we know about Whole Foods is. Uh, Whole Foods is a uh, an organic uh, grocery store. Um, prices are a little bit higher. Uh, my wife and I we've 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 made that um, we fit uh, <laughs> fit it into our budget to to go there to get uh, more organic uh, food and foods and things like that. And also, you know, they were they're in talks of doing. Um, a pharmacy. So with Google actually seemingly not having to seemingly start from the ground floor by working with Mayo Clinic, um, obviously that's cut a lot of the, the groundwork out. So I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, maybe a tech company is working, you know, but hasn't announced that they're working with John Hopkins or any of the other big name um, hospitals. Um, out there, right? And so, another article that ties into this is that Walmart uh, is developing or has developed a store called Store Eight, right? So one of the things I'm not gonna delve into what our Store Eight is doing, but one of the, the key things that I took away from Store Eight, and I, I ended up posting it on my on my Instagram page, was that Store Eight wants to be able to collect your data. <laughs> there's that D word again collect your data but they want to collect your data seemingly uh, like how you may wear Apple Watch and you know it, it keeps up with your heart rate and if you opt in for all of this stuff it can you know and keep up with your you know analysis and things like that but they want to um, obviously we know Walmart has a firm pharmacy right and I think Walmart's pharmacy um, is one of the, has has 
structured and built itself up into being one of the larger pharmacies uh, in the U.S. So they're making, you know, waves. So they, they're out front in front of um, a lot of these other companies, right? So they have ground to catch up. But one of the things that they want to do now is they want to look at what you purchase and what it is, the type of medicines that you're taking. And what they want to do with that data is they want to offer you basically a shopping list, right? So say, for instance, you may have um, high blood pressure, right? And so we know that, like, you know, pork is something that uh, makes your blood pressure go up. So what they want to do with that is say, okay, well, instead of buying the pork chops this week, why about, how about you buy maybe some, you know, turkey, you know, maybe some farm-raised chicken or something like that, you know, or just do away with meat and just get a meat substitute altogether. So that is what they're looking to do. They basically want to create a shopping list for you to seemingly help you um, um, remain healthy, right? Or as healthy as you can be, um, seeing as that you're subjected to um, medicines. Now, obviously, they're not putting a gun to your head saying that, hey, this is what you have to do. It's just an option, right? It's an interesting option. It's a considerate option. But the conspiracy theory in me, the conspiracy theorist in me, wants to know, okay, what is the end goal, right? What is the bigger picture, right? I hate to be one of those people that say, you know, why can't you know? You can hear people now. Why can't you just see the goodness and what in th things that people are doing? Yeah, it, it looks good. I I like the idea. I think it is something that that is interesting. Where you are looking at the prescriptions that one is purchasing and one is getting, and you're looking at what they're intaking and things of that particular nature. And if it could potentially, if you can get those people to potentially change their mind and opt for other particular different things, um, we have to look at it. So if you don't know or if you've been living on the rock, obviously these corporations, they have their own products. And one of the articles that I read, which it kind of blew my mind, this was a couple of years ago, um, like I think Walmart has great value something of the nature but one of the things that i read was you know and i'm just using one particular brand right so just say you like sarah lee bread or you like sunbeam right so you see the sunbeam bread and let's say the bread sunbeam is like three dollars great value is like a dollar 25 right so in your mind you know if you're that type of person you may say okay well let me get the sunbeam bread it's 325 obviously it's better right but what the article conveyed was that no, the sunbeam bread isn't any better than the great value bread. The sunbeam bread is marked up because sunbeam is paying for that spot, right? So Walmart has to get their cut, and whatever is left out of that cut from them sunbeam in that spot, they get at the sunbeam. But Walmart can price their products at that particular price because it's their products. They don't have to pay for the space because 
it's their product and they want their product to be just as good if not better than the competitor's product so one of the ways that they get you to buy more of their product is obviously selling it at a cheaper price so going back to the whole collecting data thing obviously if i have my data right if i have your data and i can get you to convert over to getting these alternatives then that leads to say okay well now we can make more products in-house because we've gotten you off of that so instead of going to get let's say tyson's chicken okay well maybe you got some some type of chicken let's say great value chicken right like walmart has gone around and found some farmers you know that have chicken poultry and say hey look We'll pay you for for this, you know. We we'll own such and such percentage, and you, you you know you get a kickback, or we just buy it outright, right? So now they're putting their product right there on the shelf, right next to uh, the Tyson's, the Jimmy Deans, all these particular products like this, right? And so since we have gotten you in the mindset and the ability to say, okay, well, we're getting you to convert over from these particular foods, well. Now you can get some more of the products that we just rolled out, right? But that's just, you know, that's just me. But from a business perspective, and I don't do big business by any stretch of the imagination, but I feel like I have enough of an understanding to say that that seemingly would be something that they want to do. Because obviously, if you don't know it or not, I McDonald's, not McDonald's. <laughs> I said McDonald's. I must want something from McDonald's. Walmart. Is seemingly it's it's obviously a department store, but every single thing that's on the shelf, those companies they pay for that. They pay to be there, right? So if those companies decided, hey, not to pay for the rental space, then it'd be a lot more open space, and Walmart may you know opt to buy more products. But ultimately, they know that certain companies, you only make one or two products. So it would be ignorant for you to open up a brick and mortar store, right? Because you're going to probably pay a lot more than the fee that we're charging you to um, be here. So you need us. We need you, but you need us a lot more because you don't have a very diverse brand of products. But Walmart, obviously, they seemingly have a product for every product they have in the store. It's going to be a little cheaper. But you have some people that say they're brand driven. They say, okay, well, I like this particular brand, right? I don't want a great value bread. I want the Sara Lee bread. All right, fine, cool. Not saying the great value bread is a lesser, again, a lesser quality of bread. But you're going to pay that discount because of your brand loyalty, right? So, but <laughs> I didn't get in here talking about Walmart Store 8 <laughs> instead of talking about Google and the Mayo Clinic. But all of it, all of it, all of it is going together, right? All of it, all of it goes together. Um, data collection. Um, so, Seemingly, obviously, Google has done, you know, um, like I said, the, they and the Mayo Clinic are in a partnership. So, obviously, they have, you know, data on COVID cases, uh, pneumonia cases, flu cases, you know, all these particular different things like this, you know, gunshots, you know, just all these particular different things like this. So, obviously, you put this data together, and with this data, you can come up with statistics. 
Now, one of the things about statistics that I always argue with people about when we because I'm a sports fanatic, you know, to an extent. I, I wouldn't say I'm a fanatic. I'm a sports fan, right? Let's just let's let's hyphen it. I'm not a fanatic, right? I, I'm not gonna say that I can't live without watching sports or I can't live without talking about sports, you know. It it used to be my main talking point, but now it's it's probably maybe third or fourth down the list now, right? I enjoy talking about it, but I rather talk about stuff that I feel like impacts me on a day to day basis or things that I can apply to help me get closer to the goal that I'm trying to obtain. But one of the things about statistics, right, is statistics can be used to support any argument that you're trying to have, right? Because statistics don't really now you have some statistics, advanced statistics taking you know account of you know certain variables and stuff like that but normally when you're arguing statistics you're not going deep into it right so just for example you may go in and say okay well such and such you know football oh well such and such threw for five touchdowns last game so yeah he's like the best quarterback in the country but then somebody may come in and say but he threw it against the 120th ranked pass defense right so Neither is wrong, right? But those statistics. So if I feel that it's five touchdowns, I don't feel and if I don't care, like, okay, well they 120 Frank, but still five touchdowns is a feat. And then you like, but it's 120 Frank. Like, I could have went out there and do it, right? So you're just arguing. So seemingly this is what I look at it right here because I'm always skeptical, you know, of of the data. Are you going to provide? Are you going to put into context? And if and if you are putting into context, how deep are you going into the context, right? So I feel like it, it makes it a lot easier when you have um, these tech companies doing um, the work for you know these health organizations, health clinics, and stuff like this, because it it, it takes a burden off of them. They can seemingly take the data and you know put it over there. Now, how much are they selling their data for, right? Or are they just freely giving it away? Because what we know now is, you know, there are these companies, they are in court, you know, now. And the question is, what are you doing with the data, right? You're not just using the data to get people to buy stuff. You're using it for something else. Now, I heard on the Joe Budden podcast, uh, Miles said they're taking the data so they can impute it into um the robots similar to like um uh us this is us uh the jordan peele movie where you had the people living underground and they were seemingly clones of the people that were above earth right so basically you're programming people that are underground to to be us right so you're, you're taking their likes and their images and stuff like that to, to do stuff right you you are creating the the new consumer the new customer because you have all of the data that you know one could possibly want to have to to bring this stuff forward right so i'm not gonna say i'm gonna go that far but it is interesting to see that um this partnership is being um announced right again the article is in in gadget um magazine author Nathan Ingram so um I don't really know what to think right 
<laughs> because it's, it's, it's interesting to me now to how Google, similar to, um, again, going back to sports, like Randy Moss, like your last name is like a verb, right? So Google is a verb. Just Google it. That's a verb. That's an action, right? So uh, it's interesting, right? So um my previous podcast, I was talking about how Microsoft and Bosch were coming together to create uh, software upgrades and updates for, for vehicles. Now we have a partnership between Google and the Mayo Clinic that seemingly I feel is going to do what, you know, Walmart Store 8 is going to do, which is collect your data and seemingly help you. Now, again, now let's let's. Let's let me put my good Samaritan hat on, right? Let's let's do the good Samaritan thing, right? Let's 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 look at the good that could come out of this, right? So one of the things that uh, we know that people do when they diet, right? I I don't know how many people know which diet is the best for them. Mostly people choose diets based on okay, and then they even they even they even advertise the diet on television. Oh, still eat the things that you want to eat, right? So obviously you're gonna opt for that diet. No one's gonna opt for a diet where they just they don't get to eat anything that they want. They literally have to change their complete uh, diet and regimen, right? So let's take this into consideration with the store eight, right? So Google and the Mayo Clinic, okay, they can publish data to say, okay, well, hey, if you're between this age, you live in this particular area, and um, you're between this weight, okay. This is the diet that you may need to be on, right? You may say, oh, I want to be on the keto diet. They may say, no, based on your age, blood pressure, um, all these particular different things like this, the diet that best fits you is, you know, a, a vegan diet, right, to, to, to get to what it is that you want to get. So, you know, if you're using it for, for, for that to get people precise where you take the guesswork out of it, to where it's say, okay, this is what's going to get you the absolute uh, best results that you want to get and that you want to have, then that's what it is. Or seemingly to say, okay, well, hey, if you um, suffer from from asthma and stuff like this, okay, well, at this time of day, you should be inside because this is when your um, you know your asthma is is most likely to start be giving you issues, right? To where you can seemingly say, okay, well, as long as you are doing these particular different things like this, you may not need your inhaler or stuff like that because they have the data to do that, right? So you got to think about the computers that they have, all of the information that they're putting in it. So seemingly your data, you know, companies know more about not just how you think better than you but they know how your body reacts better than you and how do i know that because google is doing a partnership with the mayo clinic <laughs> and this is just an announced right so all of them all of them you know all, i'm sure every hospital every major organization and things like that they are putting information on some cloud-based service right and they can get you down to to a t i mean just i mean just think of it let's think outside the box right let's say for instance your employer 
had information, all of the information, all the clock-ins, um, what the weather was like on that particular day, um, you know, the amount of production that she did, right? So the they could have information on hand and say, okay, well, when it rains on a Thursday, when Rashad comes to work, he's not going to be as productive as he is on a day when it's just cloudy on a Thursday, right? So they can pretty much pinpoint and say, you know what? We ain't going to get much out of him today. Don't even expect it, right? And that's just something, to me, I don't think that's big, personally. I'm just giving an example. But same thing could be said, you know, they integrate this type of stuff in school, right? So they could say, hey, um, on Fridays, right? You know, the day after a full moon, right? Uh, Marilyn, when she goes to her third period English class, right, she is going to, she has a tendency to, to doodle for 10 to 15 minutes before she started doing work, right? And it's 20 minutes of doodling if the teacher comes in and does a lecture, right? So it, it, <laughs> it's just, man. This stuff is interesting, man. It really, really is interesting. And similar to what I said on my previous pod, man, if you're not, it's so hard to delegate a certain amount of time and say, oh, I want to look in this. I want to look into this. I want, oh, I want to look into this. So I was like, look, man, you just got to pick two or three things and just, and just go with it. All right. And eventually I think they're all going to come to a head because it's so many different outlets. Right. But I think the source and what they're all leading to, I think it all leads to the same thing. So you might not have to look at it, right? You don't have to study each partnership in which a big tech company is, is doing a partnership with a particular company. It's like, I don't have to look at all of them, right? I just have to look at, okay, what can be the end result of data collection? Okay, what is that going to lead to, right? So... That's the way I look at that, man. But again, like I said, being a good Samaritan, um, I like it, man. If if you know if you can help um, change uh, things like heart disease, stroke, stuff like that, um, Alzheimer's, dementia, if you can utilize that data to you know bring forth. Uh, solutions that aren't you know drug-based solutions then i'm all for it right i'm all for it from a good samaritan standpoint but like i said i i I need to know the end goal is at the end of the day because the end goal obviously is is you know in a situation like this obviously when we think about the COVID situation and we look at the state of affairs that pertains to our health care in which we were not able to adequately put people in beds and stuff like that then i think that that ramps up the aspect okay well how can we prevent something like this how can we prevent the next um um epidemic pandemic from from breaking out right so if we can garner data and we can protect people before something comes by their data and by their medical records and stuff like that then maybe we can we can identify um and I don't like using this term, but the weaker of us 
and we can look and set up provisions for them to to hopefully drug free uh help them be able to uh handle what it is that may be coming in the future all right but that's all i have to say about that um it's another episode of Paradigm 132 Podcast. We'll be back to you again next week. Peace.